Bam, we are back once again for what is up exciting episode of Talking Paranormal. <laughs> My guest is having technical difficulties right now. <laughs> so for right now, uh Matt and I are going to um we're gonna do what's called a good old fashioned pivot. A good old fashioned pivot. I love it. Um I just saw it come through. Hold on one second, dude. Uh so Matt, tell us uh so this clip on TikTok. Tell uh tell the audience a little bit about what we're uh, about to get into here before the Mine's a Red Bull because I'm exhausted, <laughs> Scott. Um, so this completely changed my outlook on Bigfoot, to be completely okay. honest. Um, it explains the uncanny valley. It explain and to me, it explains uh what Bigfoot really is. And what it is is uh it's a Y Files clip about Neanderthals and our species so it was commonly believed that neanderthals went extinct when they were just wiped out through breeding with us what if they never went extinct and, and they never interbred with us and they're just in the cave system cave systems <laughs> randomly yanking folks in national parks are actually neanderthal um conservation conserve uh reserve preserves whatever you want to call it my words failed me for a second um <laughs> some of the descriptions of wild men or bigfoot yeah uh, often describe what can only be uh like a uh, basically a, a hairy a hairy person yeah and i some of the descriptions are more human like than ape like if you ask me but that's then what i'm you saying get, bro but matt again you get uh accounts of like dogmen type creatures bro i'm not discounting like, that is, me so me where is shit. That? what's that about <laughs> like, i mean who knows bro it's just something they uh, quit quite uh, if i could talk tonight just something they quite quite why do i keep saying that something they quit teaching us but I mean, you know what I mean? It's just it's a genus that they did not include in the conversation. All right, I'm getting it up. All right. Okay. Let me see if we can share this screen. Hold on one second. Um, I like I like the idea. I do think there's got and that's why a lot of people instead of uh just blanket statement, um Bigfoot exist. Uh, you'll hear them refer to them as a uh, relic hominins. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think I, I think, think they're, they're close to, to it. Us. Yeah, I think I think uh, like when you hear people describe the face of a Bigfoot, like it's always more human than ape. That's what. Yeah, uh, a lot of the accounts that I've seen and stuff, it, it seems like a majority of the time, um, even hunters, they have them in their sight. They're about to take their shot, and they're like, "That looks like a man." And then they pull back and they don't shoot them. <laughs> you know, I've heard of stuff like that. So um, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. All right, My see. bullets are ready to eat for everyone. <laughs> let freedom ring. <laughs> okay. Let me present this TikTok here that Matt is talking about. It's very interesting. I like it. So let's. Uh, First of all, Josh, we don't talk like that in our chat. Oh, God. <laughs> Have a larger eyebrow ridge. But for the most part, you'll find picture after picture 
of cheerful-looking Neanderthals, big smiles, rosy cheeks. But there's evidence that they didn't look human at all. That's where Lord of the Rings comes into play. A new study shows that Neanderthals were real-life orcs, and they were terrifying. Hell yeah. <laughs> Huge, hulking right? fur, cat-like eyes, and physical strength far greater than any Homo sapien. Their bones were much heavier than ours to support their enormous muscular strength. One of the most characteristic features of the Neanderthals is the exaggerated massiveness of their trunk and limb bones. All of the preserved bones suggest a strength seldom attained by modern humans. A healthy Neanderthal male could lift an average NFL linebacker over his head and throw him through the goalposts. Their limbs were stopped. That's insane. Right? <laughs> but so I talked about when I visited the um whatchamacallit, the uh North American uh Bigfoot Research Center or whatever, right? And one yeah. of their pieces of evidence was a, a a tree limb that had been twisted, not broken, just twisted. And then yeah. And I I'm sure there could be a way to fake something like that. But uh let's assume it was real. The amount of strength it would take to do something like that. I don't think any human on Earth could do something like that. But something strong enough to throw an NFL linebacker through the goalpost could definitely be that strong. So when you sent me this, Matt, and I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, this makes some sense. You know what Bro, I mean? Bro, I'm telling you, it completely changed my outlook. Well, another piece of evidence that uh, lends itself towards this theory is the trees that have been uprooted, stripped of their branches, turned upside down, and then buried into the ground in the middle of the forest two or three feet. Now, I've heard people say, oh, well, it's probably a weather event that caused that. <laughs> and then I've heard more logical people go, ah, it's probably something really strong. <laughs> Pick that thing up and shoved it back into the ground. Yeah. Um, so I, I love this theory. Stocky. Their noses were large and broad. Their jaws were designed for eating meat, any meat, even each other's. Neanderthals were smart, organized, and experts at war. Their hunting parties became small armies. In close combat, a Neanderthal could easily overpower five or six modern humans. No other species had a chance. Wherever Neanderthals went, all other human species in the area went extinct. Except for us. We fled. We surrendered our land to the monsters and retreated. But wherever we went, Neanderthals followed. Neanderthals discovered that we were a valuable resource. Our species was useful to them in two ways. One, our men were good for eating. And two, our women were good for mating. Dun, dun, dun. No time in human history was more violent than when we shared the earth with Neanderthals. If your ancestors were alive today, they'd describe the most formidable beings. Emerging from the darkness in the dead of night, huge muscles sitting atop a skeleton 25 times more dense than our own. Their skin was thick, too tough to penetrate with most arrowheads. These creatures evolved during our last ice age and migrated from Northern Europe. Their bodies were covered in black fur. Their backs were hunched like a gorilla, but they weren't slow. Neanderthals were agile, much faster than us, despite our smaller size and lighter weight. Their broad noses evolved to give them an extremely sensitive sense of smell and taste. They could detect our scent for miles. Whoa. A Neanderthal's eyes were right enormous, there. sunken with... 
They can detect us for miles. Yep. If Neanderthals have been here forever, and we've evolved since then, they probably have evolved too to be masters of the forest. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you. This and ex- like I said, this explains Uncanny Valley. Yeah. It explains Bigfoot. It explains so much. I I love this theory. Um, we may have to watch the whole video. <laughs> Bro, Maybe we not. might have to. We might have to. If my, if my guest is a show, okay, here's what we're going to do, folks. Before I hit play on this and finish this out, I'm not sure if my guest is going to make it. Okay. Um, he's a buddy of mine from work. Uh, <laughs> if you're anything like me, you know that a lot of the things that go on in your head, you know, when it comes to this kind of crazy stuff, you don't like to talk about too much because you don't want anybody to think you're crazy, right? Sometimes you run into those same types of people <laughs> in your everyday life and you realize you find each other and you're like, dude, hey, Hillary Clinton drinks baby blood, right? <laughs> like so crazy. Uh, we're going to address what? some comments real fast. What's going on here? So, Josh, I don't think what I'm saying is I don't think they went extinct. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I don't think they went extinct. I think they are what Bigfoot is. That's my theory right now. Thanks to this video. Bigfoot perhaps evolved. I mean, it's not too far-fetched to say what if, what if, because I've heard these scenarios where they find um, Neanderthals and you always hear them talk about, yeah, there were only like five, six, <laughs> you know, but they were brick shit houses. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, so we're just trusting what they say. Right. You know what I mean, they could be finding seven foot and they're piecing these things together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, also think about giant skeletons go missing. These things could maybe that's it. Maybe they are. And he just said they they were and he just said they were cannibalistic. Yeah, and you'd think, you know, after this many years of evolution, their teeth, they could probably crunch they could probably crush bones. They you know. Yeah. So but think about it. Maybe they cannibalize their dead. (laughs) But think about this right here. Tint squatch. What tint squatch look like? A Neanderthal. Yep. 100%. Um, I'm telling you, I think Tin Squatch was the real fucking deal. Well, even in Siberia. So there's been many, um, many cases of, uh, and I think there might even be some video footage of these things being seen in Siberia. And mm, people describe more like a caveman. So when I hear Bigfoot sightings or relic hominin sightings and they go, look, it looked like a caveman. That to me says Neanderthal. It's got Neanderthal written all over it. Yep, I'm telling you. I think I, I think this explains a lot of things. Roll that beautiful footage. But real quick, um, I'm gonna throw the link in the chat, and if anybody is daring enough to come on the show and uh, field some of our questions, because <laughs> I've got, I'll ask you the <laughs> same questions I was gonna ask my buddy Mike, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm gonna post that in the chat. So, if you want to join us on screen, there you go. Now, let's get back to these Neanderthals. Come on with it. Split pupils like a cat's eyes, allowing them to see extremely well. Wow. Like nocturnal (laughs) monkeys today who also have split pupils, Neanderthals' eyes contained a layer of tissue called tapetum lucidum. When you see an animal's eyes shining at night, you're seeing the reflection of this special tissue. Reflective light eyes. Vision. Light enters the eye and passes through the retina. 
Tapetum lucidum acts like a mirror and reflects more light back into the retina. This biological adaptation is seen in many different animals, cats, dogs, deer, nocturnal birds, and many more. But not us. We can't see in the dark. But Neanderthals could. Some psychologists believe this is why so many people are afraid of the dark. It's a generational trait, a defense mechanism encoded into our DNA after thousands of years of being hunted at night. But the mouths of Neanderthals were the most terrifying part of all. Their teeth were twice as big as ours, with a bite force that could crush human bone. Neanderthals built communities. They developed technologies used mostly for hunting. Hunting was the Neanderthals' most important activity. Whoa. <laughs> we might need to watch that whole episode. Well, yeah. Chat, I'll ask you guys right now. Are you interested in watching the Y files about uh the theory that humans battled Neanderthals? We'll watch it right now. I've got it queued up. You guys want to watch that? You want to have a discussion? Come on in. Come on in. Water's fine. Water's fine. You know what? If nobody, uh, we're going to play it and we'll just talk about it. And if nobody jumps in the chat, nobody jumps in the chat. But be ready if you get in that chat. <laughs> uh, Hands we'll are ready you. to eat for everyone. We're going to ask you some questions. <clears throat> Done don't matter right. to me. Scott, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Mystery loves company. <laughs> Play it. All right. Here we go. Let's let's go. Let me get this thing going here. That's a that's a crazy theory, though. Um, right. I like it. I like it a lot. It, let's just we play it. Let's discuss a little bit. Let's discuss. And you know, it makes sense because they have had all that time to evolve. You know, we're yep. foolish in thinking that oh, the only civil, uh, the only um, things on this earth that can communicate and build communities like and, and really um, create these little civilizations are humans. And I don't think that's exactly the case. For all we know, there's cities of these things underneath us, just waiting for us. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah. People going missing. I mean, you're talking about beings that have had millions of years, potentially millions of years to evolve. Um, who knows? They could be like building armies right now, just waiting to take, <laughs> just, just come there. out of the ground. It's just little, they know we've, <laughs> um, we've got some uh, weaponry, but I, I don't know what I would do if I saw a Bigfoot and I was expecting an animal and I saw more of a Neanderthal. That would almost be more, more scary for me. Cause I'm like, how intelligent oh, be, is this thing? I'd be terrified. <laughs> Like yeah. you'd be like you'd be like if I can get somewhere secure, I'll be all right. Now they'd raptor they raptors from Jurassic Park smart. They're opening doors. Oh, not only that, but you can only imagine the evolution of their um hunting tactics and strategies. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're probably experts. Like it makes me scared to go into the wilderness to think about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, what if these sure. aren't animals? What if these are intelligent beings, Neanderthals? That have evolved over millions of years. <laughs> for real, man. Like I said, it for me, it explains the uncanny valley. They're always like, it means that something that looks like us used to hunt us. Well, oh, there it is, motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay. Let me cue this up here. All right, folks. Uh, since nobody wants to be brave tonight. <laughs> I can't believe nobody wants to get on and interact. I know, right? <laughs> 
That's okay. This will be a good. This will be a good one. I really uh, am interested in this. I it was such a lucky score for me. I was so excited when I watched it. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Let's uh, let's let it rip. Files is brought to you by the Y Files Operation Podcast. Deep dives and longer stories every week. Humans are the apex predator, not an apex predator, the apex predator. There's no animal on Earth that is stronger, more intelligent, or more adaptable than Homo sapiens. But telling the human story from the beginning is difficult. I need to address one thing. <laughs> this is completely off topic. This megalodon cage in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, you've been looking into it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I had to... Sometimes... I have a door open in my brain that says, okay, Chris, let's think about this logically instead of jumping to the conclusion that, holy shit, there's a Megalodon. <laughs> so, the story, I forget the guy's name, but allegedly <coughs> after some storm, he sees a cage in the water. And so just so happens that he has his diving gear. So he throws it on, jumps down, and he says 600 feet under the surface, there's a cage. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on. So there's a storm. You just so happen to have your gear. And then you decide to just jump in and dive 600 feet. That just doesn't. I'm not a diver. That just does not sound realistic to me. Says he sees the cage and it's big enough that he can get into it. Um, And then he sees a megalodon. <laughs> and he says it goes down so far he can't see the end. I don't know. It just sounds so far-fetched. It sounds like bullshit to me. Um. I figured it would be brought up on the show at some point, but we'll probably look we'll probably look into it. But I don't know; it just sounds like bullshit. Matt, what do you think? I I mean, I already brought it up. <laughs> I was what do you think? Listen. Man, I don't know. I mean, it's if just, it's uh... big enough, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If it's a big enough cage to hold a megalodon, I'm sure from the surface that you seeing it, it does, it probably doesn't look like it's a very far down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Given sure. its size, yeah, it probably it probably looks like just a normal cage. You're like, oh, that's not too far. And you just start going down towards the next thing you know, oh, I'm 600 feet down. I just don't know if you can. I know that there's the light can only penetrate so many layers and so many meters of the ocean. And I just don't know if I because he says he, it said something. It, it was a uh, it had like a plate that said zone F or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, it could be absolute bullcrap, but it's such a fun story. It's such a fun story. I, I wish Megalodon. It would just give me more reason to never go in the ocean. <laughs> but uh, I mean, here's what I love. Okay, this is my favorite, my favorite time of year, and this will make me sound like a horrible person. But I've told you this before. My favorite, favorite time of year is summer vacation, and not because I want to go somewhere. It's because all the idiots are hitting Yellowstone and other places <laughs> like that, and getting too close to wildlife they shouldn't be close to. And I love. Watching Asian tourists sacrifice their child to get away from the bison. Oh my god, I've never seen that, <laughs> bro. For real, I watched a video where the their those girls they were Asian they were Asian. I mean, they're out there in their tour buses just driving around. <laughs> <laughs> the, a bison charged them, and the two parents took off as their child fell, and they just left her. How old is this kid, bro? <laughs> She was not very old. <laughs> how many of them? Hashtag no racist. How many of them had cameras around their neck? 
What? <laughs> what? I think you know the answer to that question. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, we're playing the video again. <laughs> Hashtag stereotypes are a thing for a reason. Were they, like, attempting to take a picture before, like, the bison's in the background? And oh, they're like... Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they were trying to get they were trying to get their little photo op and everything else. Just cruising in on this, just cruising in on this majestic plains bison. And that plains bison took that personally and rocked that girl's shit. Bro, I'm telling you, I love watching tourists get fucked up in Yellowstone. I love it. Did she survive, you think? Oh yeah, no, she's fine. Oh. Just toss her around. I mean, it's not like it just hung out and stomped I mean, her, but it's a bison <laughs> talking about a child. It's a, it's a fucking SUV sized animal smacking your kid to the air. So, I mean, I'm not saying she was great. I'm just saying she was okay. <laughs> She's okay. Can we define okay? <laughs> I mean, She's I mean, be a she got up for the rest of her she, life, but she's she's alive. She's okay. She got she got up. It's fine. It's fine. She's fine. She got up. Kids are resilient, man. I've seen my daughter take some hits, and I'm like, bro. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I could watch people's kids get fucked up by bison all the time. <laughs> like I just love it, man, because they're idiots. They're so dumb. Like, and then they leave your child behind because you're so panicked about your own ass. Good God. It's like, okay, I would so in, feel like the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> Do you know how bad I would feel? Do you know how bad I'd feel to even think like and I was just as guilty. I ran up with that fucking elk in the Grand Canyon because I was like, oh my god, it's an elk. And I ran right up on that thing. Um, but anyway, oh, um, that... I was watching this one video. I don't know how it popped up in my thing, maybe because I like watching people get hit by bison. But these this couple was in somewhere where there's tigers, okay? And they were going through a tiger park, like a drive-through safari. Oh, these Tiger were Asians, Park. too. I know it. And you know it, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, it, oh my God. So, anyway, they're the couple get to arguing now. See, it's not like what we would think a drive through safari would be where the tigers are in cages yeah. and whatnot. No, these motherfuckers are roaming, they're loose. They can come up to your car, they could climb on your car if they wanted to. Okay, okay. <clears throat> they're this couple's arguing. And this chick gets out of the car. Gets out of the car. This is a... Yeah. Bro. I know the video you're gets, talking about. <laughs> yeah. Gets out of the car. Stomps around. Goes to, goes to, like, argue with her man. Tiger comes out of nowhere. Snatches her. Gone. Gone. Just yanks her off gone. camera. Gone. See ya. <laughs> How stupid are humans? We We're are so dumb. retarded. <laughs> <laughs> we have parks that you can drive through that have these wild animals that can kill the shit out of you. And we're like, let's just go drive through and just go check them out. They can come up to the car. We're totally safe. And then your dumbass gets out of the car. Because you're <laughs> arguing argue with your man. With your man. Bro, I'm telling you right now, that homie dodged a bullet. I mean. <laughs> if she's if she's mad enough to get if she gets mad enough to get out of the car to risk her life with a tiger, bro, she's gonna stab you in your sleep. She don't care about prison. So those of you that are having spousal issues. You may want to go to um, a safari park that has tigers and get the other yeah, one riled up enough to open that door and get out. And then problem solved. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, wow. this this clip's going to go viral and be like, fat guy on paranormal show goes full <laughs> racist, talks about Asian woman getting eaten by a tiger. That's not the case, guys. I'm just talking about dumb people. Oh, my God. I mean, I've seen plenty of white people get fucked up by the wildlife at Yellowstone. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going through 
What's going through the lady's head when she gets out and then she realizes, oh, shit, I've been snatched by a tiger. Do you think that anything going through her mind yelling at her husband is still in her head? Um, I tell you right now, scorned woman. She's <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. She was still blaming him. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Somehow it was that dude's fault that she was totally out of that car was. and got snatched up by that tiger. It, it, I guarantee oh, you in man. her mind, it was still his fault. Oh, that is... <laughs> that is... Oh. oh, okay. Real quick, though, while I'm thinking about it. Let's have a moment of silence. Moment of silence. For the real one. Oh. Carl Weathers has left us. R.I.P. Apollo Creed. Yeah. Bennett, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Good God. We'll see you. We'll see you again, Chubbs. Man. With both hands. That's all on the hips. <laughs> all on the hips, my dude. <laughs> on that note, let's get back to this Neanderthals. This is all right. I'm compelled. Bro, I think I think we're on to something here. Yeah, maybe. We're gonna get snatched. Men in black coming. <laughs> it was a time when two words defined our world fear and violence. It was a time when we were not the apex predator. We were their prey. We emerged from our caves during the day, hoping we wouldn't be hunted by the monsters in the woods. So vicious were monsters, these monsters in the woods. They still live in our myths and our nightmares. They created a generational trauma embedded into our DNA over hundreds of thousands of years of evolution. These creatures were stronger, faster, and when it came to combat, more intelligent than we were. It's a miracle any of us are even here. This is the story of how modern humans conquered the monsters and won the battle for the world. But here's the thing. Those fearsome monsters defeated by humans were other humans. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and know that you are appreciated. Sir, I'm going to need you to come with us. Hello? Can anybody hear me? I don't know why I'm here. Take off the pillowcase. <laughs> with the CFP. CFP? I, I don't know what that is. I, I never heard of that. Yeah, that's not your concern. Uh, okay. We have been following your show, and we have reason to believe. Hey, dude. I thought I was going to do the investigation this time. I'll forget that. Stop sitting there. No, we didn't. All right. Jeez. We have been following your show, and we have reason to believe that you have far more information on your topics uh, than you've been sharing. Uh, uh, what? We have been following your show. No, no, no I, I, I heard you. I just, I, I just don't know what that means. We have been following your show. He speaks uh, English, you moron. Your question is confusing. My, my question is not confusing. Yeah, it is. He's just playing dumb. No, you're dumb. Well, if you know that I have more information than you... Yeah, I was going to say, we can skip this, right? You are not who you think you are. Well, you're human, but we Homo sapiens weren't the first type of humans. Just 50,000 years ago, various species of humans shared the planet with us at the same time, and they were everywhere. Denisovans settled in Russia. Floresiensis traveled all the way to Indonesia. Luzonensis traveled through Asia and all the way down through the Philippines. And of course, there's us, Homo sapiens. We evolved in Africa then moved into the Arabian Peninsula and spread to other parts of Asia, Australia, Europe, and the Americas. In time, 
Homo sapiens would colonize every habitable region on Earth, but that would take thousands of years because there was something or someone standing in the way of our progress, another species of human. A species of human that was stronger, faster, and more adaptable to extreme environments. This fearsome and fearless warrior species was the Neanderthal. The Neanderthal was not the dumb, bumbling caveman you were taught in school. They were intelligent, had spoken language. They built large family groups that organized into tribes, that then organized into villages. They conquered fire, they created art, they created music, they created tools. But their specialty was creating weapons. This Hold up, pause for a second. Human warriors conquered Europe easily. They crossed the English Channel and conquered Britain. The warm coasts of the Mediterranean. Lance, did you get a GT40? Lance, you better get to typing. Oh my God. What the? You know what, man? You get respect, Lance. God, that's awesome. God, that's awesome. That's so cool. Nice, bro. All right, back to the show. Mediterranean 2 were theirs. For 500,000 years, they devoured Europe, the Middle East, and Asia. They were the kings of the world, the Pause ultimate warriors. Lance, I don't care if you got a builder. That's amazing. GT40. 60, a 60s GT40? He is so slow. Tight. The apex predator. Unlike other human species who ate mostly fruits, seeds, and grains, Neanderthals only ate meat. They were strong enough to take on animals that no other creature would touch. Cave bears, leopards, mammoths, even rhinos. But their favorite prey, their favorite food, was us. Do you know the names of your great I swear to God, Lance, I'm going to fight you so hard right now. Grandparents? I can only trace my family back a few generations. Royal families and nobles have records of their ancestors that go back hundreds of years, some over a thousand. The Chinese philosopher Confucius has one of the world's most extensive family trees. Today, Confucius has millions of living descendants. Yeah, so does Bill Chamberlain. Documentation of Confucius's family goes back 2,500 years. Even those people are not who they think they are. 2,500 years is nothing. Our story is much older than that. Millions of years older. Seven million years ago, a new primate split off from chimpanzees. This was Sealanthropus chidensis. Sealanthropus was a new type of species, the first hominin. Hominins include modern humans, extinct human species and all of our immediate ancestors. Modern humans, Homo sapiens, emerged about 300,000 years ago. So what about all the time in between? Were there humans? Sure, lots of them. A million years after Sealanthropus was Orwan Tugadensis. Orwan was still very ape-like in appearance. It was about the size of a chimp and had a small brain, but it started experimenting with walking upright. That was a big deal. 
Walking on two legs instead of four changed everything. Eh, legs are overrated. Well, bipedalism exposes less of the body to the sun, which helps with heat regulation. And walking on two legs instead of four is also much more energy efficient. But the biggest advantage of all, it freed up the hands for carrying objects, food, and tools. Artipithecus, or Artie, came next. They definitely walked upright. Early humans mostly <coughs> ate leaves, fruits, nuts, and seeds, but Artie was one of the first human species to consume meat, though it was rare. I prefer medium rare. No, it was rare meaning uncommon. Ah. Still, early humans were mostly vegetarian. Oh, really? Did they tie the fur in their head into ape buns? Maybe splash on a little patchouli? Do some hot monkey yoga? No, they didn't eat meat because animals were fast or dangerous, usually both. Eating whatever was growing on trees and bushes was easier and much safer. Bunch of hippie monkey snowflakes. Then comes a different species, Australopithecus. You might have heard of the ancient hominin named Lucy. She was Australopithecus afarensis. A few million years later, Paranthropus emerged. These humans were bigger than their ancestors. On average, they were about four and a half feet tall. Their brains were getting larger too. Paranthropus was a tough creature, powerful, fast, muscular. They ate fruit and vegetation too, but these hominins were now strong enough to catch and kill larger and larger animals, which they did. Many scientists believe the high quality nutrients from larger game played a role in increasing their brain size. Parenth You're on mute, bruh. Do you think he uses AI for this? Oh, yeah, that's AI art for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, he's got a lot of good footage. <laughs> even larger game if they banded together. Humans were now becoming social creatures. This is where human development begins to accelerate. By creating social groups, it allowed adult humans to teach skills to their children. Their technology was primitive, but it improved with each generation. Homo habilis came next and had a much larger brain, almost 700 grams. They began to look more like us than apes. They lived in communities. They are the first known users of stone tools. Human species were advancing rapidly at this point. Next comes Homo erectus. Yeah, Homo erectus. Please don't be a child. Homo means man, erectus means upright. Um, I already know an erectus is upright. Unless I have too much vodka. That's enough. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. These jokes are too easy anyway. Anyway, the uh, upright humans had very large brains. They discovered and harnessed fire. They used sophisticated tools, built shelters, and lived in communities. They innovated advanced hunting techniques like herding, ambushing, and setting traps. They were highly adaptable to any climate, warm or cold. And so Erectus is the first human species to leave Africa. Erectus was tall, standing five foot nine inches, some even taller. Wow, that is a big Erectus. Please stop. At some point in school, a teacher showed you this chart. This is the evolution of man, right? Wrong. Sapiens didn't evolve directly from Erectus. <laughs> Erectus launched the species Heidelbergensis. It was at this point where early humans learned a new skill, a skill that would help shape the world for future generations <clears throat> and shapes our world still. This new skill was violence.
When hominins evolved from chimps, they weren't much different than monkeys. But over millions of years, they learned to walk on two legs, freeing up their hands. Their brains grew much larger, allowing them to learn skills. They organized into tribes, developed simple language, and were able to pass on knowledge, information, and skills to their offspring. Heidelbergensis branched off two new species. One of those was us, Homo sapiens. The other branch was, well, Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, did you just say Lord of the Rings? Yep. From Heidelbergensis came Floresiensis. They're commonly called hobbits. They were about three and a half feet tall and had large, hairy, flat feet, just like a hobbit. And they lived in the Shire. Uh, no, these hobbits lived deep in the jungles of Indonesia. Uh, no, you're thinking of Tom Bombadil. No, he lived in the forest. Ah, that's right. Can I get back to this now? You shall not! I'm just kidding, go ahead. For over 200,000 years, several different species of humans shared the Earth. Hobbits, Denisovans, Heidelbergensis, Homo erectus, yeah. and quite a few more. But then, about 70,000 years ago, all human species started dying out, one by one. Finally, all species of humans went extinct, except for two, us and Neanderthals. Today, most Neanderthals are depicted looking very much like we do. A little shorter, a little stockier, maybe they have a larger eyebrow ridge. But for the most part, you'll find picture after picture of cheerful-looking Neanderthals. Big smiles, rosy cheeks. But there's evidence that they didn't look human at all. That's where Lord of the Rings comes into play. A new study shows that Neanderthals were real-life orcs, and they were terrifying. Huge, hulking beasts. Neanderthals... Damn it. Whoa. <clears throat> I was trying to fast-forward past the stuff that we saw on the TikTok. Yeah. Communities. They developed technologies used mostly for hunting. Hunting was a Neanderthal's most important activity. A Neanderthal's size meant they needed a huge amount of food. Their diets were 97% meat. Each fully grown adult had to eat more than four pounds of flesh every day to survive. And they didn't care where the meat came from. Aside from hunting mammoths, rhinos, bison, and giant cave bears, Neanderthals also hunted each other. Tribes would raid villages. Rival Neanderthal groups would not only kill their enemies, but eat them as well. And there's plenty of evidence of this. Fossilized bones show clear signs of butchery. The Neanderthals' favorite food, human marrow. Neanderthals were so powerful and confident, they hunted and ate cave lions. Cave lions weighed more than 700 pounds. Our ancestors oh, didn't go anywhere <laughs> near big cats, but a cave lion was no match for a Neanderthal. Same with bears. Our ancestors ran away from bears. Neanderthals grabbed spears and ran toward them. And it wouldn't take long before those spears were aimed at us. Dang. That's crazy. Around 125,000 years ago, our ancestors settled the Levantine region. The Levantine is now East Africa, Israel, and Western Asia. The Levantine sites show our ancestors developing tools, creating jewelry, and caring for the sick. They lived in tribes. They developed agriculture. They were physically recognizable as modern humans. They were building a complex, structured society. They were on their way to building an early civilization. But then something happened. A new ice age had arrived. This was a period of rapid glacial growth. The deserts advanced, and the forests of Europe disappeared under ice. As the climate got colder, 
Neanderthals migrated south. Their territories were expanding. Their hunting grounds were now advancing into the land occupied <laughs> by us. We were also dealing with the shifting climate, and our bodies weren't developed to deal with it. We were slender. We didn't have fur or thick skin to protect us from the cold. The Neanderthals' bodies were designed to create heat. Homo sapiens are designed to lose it. And instead of sharing our land with us, Neanderthals did what all humans do, no matter the species, dominate and conquer. The Neanderthals had no choice. These other humans, these skinny, weak, hairless creatures, they had to go. Around 80,000 years ago, the human fossil record started to disappear and things grew colder. Most archaeologists attribute the decline of the human population to climate change. Climate change? Here we go again. Just build a nuclear power plant, you moron. This was 80,000 years ago. Excuses, excuses. I, I don't think you're being fair. Don't make me drop a how dare you. Please don't. We go to that well a little too much. <sniffs> but humans didn't disappear from the area because it got cold. They disappeared because they were hunted. Fossils of Neanderthal bones are still found there, but no human bones. Why not? Well, because Neanderthals ate them. Dang. You would think that Neanderthals and modern humans being so much alike would learn to get along. <laughs> In On the Origin of Species, Darwin says that killing each other is not only natural behavior, it's obvious. Competition will generally be most severe between those forms which are most related to each other. Varieties of the same species, having nearly the same structure, constitution, and habits, come into the severest competition with each other. Each new variety or species during formation will press hardest on its nearest kindred and exterminate them. And they almost did. Neanderthals hunted Homo sapiens to the point of near extinction on multiple occasions. We know this because the genetic variation within Homo sapiens is the lowest of all primate species. The genetic difference between human to human, no matter your race or ethnicity, is about 0.1%. That's how closely related we are. So what does that mean? Around 80,000 years ago, when our species and Neanderthals were violently competing for resources, we nearly went extinct. But the Neanderthal population was doing... And this is all fine. assuming that and aliens didn't Sapiens, come down and alter our DNA. To 50 <laughs> right? One study says it could uh -huh. have been as low as 40. That's it. Only 40 or 50 people left on Earth. Oh, Bill Gates would have loved this. There's a small group of chimps in West Africa made up of about 50 individuals. They're all from the same family. They have about twice as much genetic variability as all humans. On average, chimpanzees have a genetic variation of 1.2% compared to our 0.1%. And chimps are our closest relatives. We have such low genetic variability because we came within inches of extinction. We had to start over with just a few dozen families. And here's how it happened. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Start a new I podcast. Just call it Allegedly. 80,000 years ago. <laughs> Maybe you're 10 or 11 years old. You live in a wooden hut with your family. Your hut is one of many, maybe 30 in all. You live on the shores of a lake surrounded by a forest. In the morning, you're sent to gather fresh water. Your father and brothers are up early to catch small game like birds and rabbits, which they bring back to the village. Your uncle is at the lake with some other men gathering shellfish. 
If they're lucky, they'll find a nice fat turtle. Your mother and the other women butcher and cook the meat. There's a clearing nearby. You and the other children gather fruits and berries. You store them in a cool cave nearby. Though when nobody's looking, you help yourself to a few berries. You are a key part of a community. Your skills are dependent upon not just by your family, but by the rest of your tribe. For your entire life, you've never gone more than a mile or two away from your village, neither of your parents or their parents. It's a communal existence, simple, peaceful. But your favorite part of the day is after sunset. A warm fire is built and the village gathers around to sing, laugh, and tell stories late into the night. Your favorite stories are the scary ones. The tribal elders tell tales of monsters who lurk in the forest, stealing children who venture too far. A little time goes by. Now you're in your teenage years, your duties change. Maybe you join the hunting party. Maybe you help cook or sew. Maybe you learn the art of healing through herbal medicine. Though your life has changed so much these past few years, the stories stay the same. Now it's your own father with his long gray beard telling tales of the monsters in the woods. You laugh as the children cringe in fear as you once did not so long ago. Suddenly, your father stops talking and angles his head. He's heard something. There's a snap from the forest nearby, a broken branch. Oh, the shit. rustling of dry brush. Here we go. Something heavy is in the woods. It can't be an animal. The fire burns bright and hot. Even the biggest predator wouldn't dare come close. Then there's more rustling of brush. Whatever's making the noise, it's coming closer. And it's big and heavy. More branches snap. This time from a different direction. There's more than one. From somewhere, a woman screams in terror. Everyone around the fire is frozen trying to locate the sound. The screaming doesn't stop. Another starts. This time, it's a man. He sounds like he's Jesus crying for help. Christ. His screaming suddenly this went straight horror movie. This went quiet. dark. The woman's screams are now more distant. She's being carried away. You look at your father oh, and scan the faces of the men around the fire. They're afraid. They grab their spears, which are always kept close by. Then you see a shadow. Oh, it looks like a man, but it's the biggest man you've ever seen. Uh -huh. Your village has traded with and communicated with other villages in the area. These events have always been peaceful. Sometimes they were celebrations. None of this made any sense. But then the man took a step forward toward the light. It's no man, at least not a man like you've ever seen. He's not that tall, but he's so wide and muscular, he seems unnaturally large. His back is hunched. His skin looks thick and leathery. Patches of his body are covered in thick fur. He looks right at you and shows enormous teeth. Then you realize he's smiling. <laughs> he's wiping something sticky off his chin. Blood. His hulking frame takes slow lumbering steps toward you. He doesn't need to run. He knows he'll catch you. It takes a moment to realize what you're seeing, but it finally clicks. The elders of your tribe weren't telling tales to control your childhood behavior. Sometime many, many years ago, we've been here before. Out of nowhere, a man from your tribe, your uncle, charges the creature. Your uncle swings a club at the beast. It ducks, steps to the side, grabs your uncle by his throat, and lifts him off the ground with one hand. Something this big shouldn't be able to move this fast. You're frozen in place as your uncle dangles in midair, arms and legs flailing. 
The creature squeezes. There's an audible crack. It throws your uncle's lifeless body 20 feet and turns its gaze back on you. Then more of these creatures swamp the village. It's mayhem, violent mayhem. You're trying not to panic, but you're frozen in place. Your father runs past you toward the chaos, wielding his spear. You go to follow, but he turns to tell you no. Then you see a stone spearhead emerge from the front of his chest. He winces and looks right at you. In his eyes, you can see the anger, the fear, and the love. You hear him whisper, the cave, as he takes his final breath. Then you run. As you get farther from the village, you still hear the screams, but they're becoming more faint. Then the screaming stops. You don't dare look over your shoulder, but you can tell by the reflection of the leaves that the entire village, your home, is on fire. Everyone you love, everyone you've ever known, is gone. <clears throat> Dang, bro. It's a little depressing. What are we gonna do? <clears throat> Evidence shows that for over 100,000 years, Neanderthals and humans were at constant war. Signs of prehistoric warfare are easy to spot. A swift, powerful club strike to the head was a common killing method. Prehistoric Homo sapiens Fuck. often had skull fractures indicating blunt force trauma. Neanderthals had similar injuries. A parry fracture is another sign of warfare. A parry fracture is a lower arm break from deflecting attacks. Neanderthals had many instances of broken arms. Young Neanderthal males frequently suffered trauma and death. Their average lifespan was about 40. Uh, you'd be a village elder. And then some. While some injuries might have occurred during hunting, the patterns indicate intertribal warfare. This warfare was small scale yet intense, marked by prolonged conflicts. It primarily involved guerrilla style raids and ambushes with occasional larger battles. War also influences territorial boundaries. There's proof that Neanderthals not only engaged in war, but mastered it. For 100,000 years, modern humans tried to encroach on Neanderthal land, and for 100,000 years, humans were held back. But to the victors of war go the spoils. When Neanderthals won a battle with humans, the spoils were gruesome. Men were taken as food. We know this from fossil records. The fate of human women was worse. Neanderthals and humans were sexually compatible. Today, people of non-African descent carry about 2% of Neanderthal DNA. People of African descent also carry some Neanderthal DNA, and you could bet much of it wasn't placed there by choice. It's common knowledge that Neanderthals and humans interbred, but that sounds more consensual than it was. The full story is that Neanderthals hunted us for food, hunted us for fun, and hunted us for sex. Now, there's a lot of evolutionary evidence of this that's interesting, but it's not very family friendly. So if you want to know more, ask me during a live stream, but please put the kids to bed first. Now the story I told earlier took place about 80,000 years ago. Around that time, Neanderthals expanded into and conquered the Middle East, and they held that land for over 30,000 years. That is a long, long time. This is where the most recent bottleneck in our genetic variation occurs. Homo sapiens conquered by Neanderthals 
were knocked down to maybe even as few as 40 or 50 individuals. As our villages burned, our men were slaughtered. Everyone else was enslaved or eaten, but a few of us got away. We went high into the mountains, into cave systems we've known for generations. And like that young human fled to the caves to escape slaughter, a few others did too. And this happened all over the area. In previous episodes, I've talked about cave systems like Derinkuyu in Turkey. Derinkuyu is an underground city capable of housing at least 20,000 people and their livestock for months, maybe even years. Holy shit. It's about 300 feet I didn't know about that. surface. Neither did I. It connects to a we'll whole to series note. of underground cities across the area, some even bigger than Derinkuyu. Link below if you want to learn more. Dude, that's fucking now, wild. For the most part, we have no idea how old these underground villages and cities are. Building them to hide from Neanderthals makes perfect sense. Humans lived in caves in Israel as far back as 210,000 years ago. Throughout history, we've used these cave systems as a refuge against attack. And we used them again the last time our species was hunted to near extinction. Now, I'd love to tell you a story about how our ancestors rose up from these dark, murky places, beating the Neanderthals in an epic, bloody battle, emerging victorious as Earth's apex predator. But that's not what happened. When our numbers were the lowest they'd ever been, perhaps one or two tribes, a few scattered individuals, God, nature, the universe, whatever you want to call it, came to our rescue with fire and brimstone. Getting biblical. Here right around go. the time Neanderthals started disappearing from the fossil record, the ground beneath Italy started shaking. The land splintered across an area of almost 70 square miles. The entire surface of the earth melted into the caldera below, which spewed out enough debris to become the largest volcanic event in the Mediterranean for 200,000 years. Known as the Campanian Ignimbrite eruption, it was made up of superheated gas, volcanic ash, and lava. No one knows the true extent of its devastation, but it caused an immediate and extreme ice age throughout Eastern Europe into Asia, maybe even the whole world. The entire Levantine region was engulfed. Almost everything Neanderthals needed died. Their food suffocated. Their water was toxic. The dead became food for the survivors. Animal species disappeared overnight. The giant buffalo went extinct. The woolly mammoth, steppe bison, water buffalo, the giant muskox, giant deer, all gone. The cave wolf disappeared most types of bear, all types of elephants, several rodents, and many more. These animals also happen to be the primary food source for Neanderthals. Uh, what? No more tasty humans to eat? As the earth around us burned, our ancestors went deeper underground. We took with us almost 40,000 years of knowing how to survive the constant threat of death. Some Neanderthals survived, but their numbers were dwindling fast. But Neanderthals could survive by mating with modern humans, right? Well, wrong. Nature intervened there too. As you would expect, most interbreeding was male Neanderthal and female human. They were biologically compatible, but not without problems. Male hybrid children were often sterile and couldn't pass on their Neanderthal DNA. Only female hybrids could. Human females, according to studies, preferred to mate with a human male, not a Neanderthal. Unless the Neanderthal has money. <laughs> Interbreeding continued, but each generation of hybrids was more human than Neanderthal. But even though the first, 
well, let's call them interbreeding events were tragic, the results were positive. By adding their DNA to ours, we created stronger immune systems. We became more adaptable to non-African climates. Our bodies became stronger and faster. Usain Bolt, look at the time, 958 world record. Technically, Neanderthals are extinct, but that's not entirely true, is it? Almost everyone on Earth carries a little bit of Neanderthal with them. If these traits were harmful or made us weaker, natural selection would have removed them from our genetic pool, but they didn't. Neanderthals were vicious predators who assaulted and devoured every animal they found, including us, but they were also resilient. So resilient, they're with us still, and now we benefit from their resilience. So like it or not, Neanderthals are here to stay. Huh. Step into Wick Studio. <clears throat> I think we got a gist of that. Got the gist. Got the gist. <sighs> Interesting. Very, I don't know. Very much done. I don't know. <laughs> it is kind of uh, romantic to think that we <laughs> defeated these fucking neanderthals but apparently that may not be the case i don't, I don't know think we did i don't think we did i still i the bigfoot question <laughs> you know it's still I'm telling you man i'm telling you i think i think that solves it it does but matt there is paranormal bigfoot we still need answers for that <laughs> Bigfoot disappearing, Bigfoot and UFOs. <laughs> I mean, when you've been around that long, sure, you've made contact with somebody, you know, aliens. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, this is also. It's tough when you when you are you just trying to argue with me to argue. Are no. you is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to argue with me to argue. <laughs> no, no. no. No, not. Although I've been accused of that in the past. <laughs> um, I don't know. When you look at the, so you can look at this, you can look at the God talk. You can, there's just so many different angles to everything. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, where does the truth actually lie? I'm not sure we're ever going to get the answer to that. It's out there. The okay. truth is out there. Bear and gorilla tampered DNA is Bigfoot. Please explain. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, man. there is the theory that Bigfoot was cooked up in a lab to protect secret government bases. That's another. That's another oh, theory. oh, yeah. No, that one. I don't know. I kind of just made that one up. I don't know if that's real oh, or not. You? That's yeah. Um, there was. Maybe episode... I heard it in a TV. I might have heard it in a TV show. <laughs> there was an uh, an episode of Finding Bigfoot where, or not Finding Bigfoot. Um expedition bigfoot where they found some government facility out in the middle of the woods and they're like huh interesting it's i mean how weird would that be if you're in the middle of the forest no roads around for miles and then you find a a government <laughs> building of some kind That's yeah crazy i mean truth well um that's it for this episode my guest couldn't make it. That's okay. We'll get him on another time. Um, 
but that was a fun video very very thought-provoking interesting definitely um, definitely interesting stuff i completely disagree with this <laughs> um i believe bigfoot could be absolutely dangerous depending, <laughs> depending on your intentions yeah <laughs> but um thanks for joining us tonight i hope you guys enjoyed uh the little neanderthals versus humans discussion it was good to, it was good to be back yeah definitely um and uh yeah the whole the way the art the ai art was depicting the neanderthals i was like i don't know if it was like that however it's very scary (laughs) yeah right um but uh definitely you know i i like thought-provoking topics and uh this is one of them i'm sure that you know, human beings and whatever else was here with us at the time. I'm sure we had some pretty epic shit go on, you know, with battles and shit. I can only imagine um, what that must have been like. Um, so I guess, uh, I guess we'll just keep it pushing and see what else, what other crazy shit we can find. But that was, that was, that's pretty wild. I don't know. That's a good time. It's a good time. I don't know if I believe it, but I, I, I like the Neanderthal Bigfoot angle. So there's that. Oh, <laughs> here you go. That's, that's something you can agree with, right, Matt? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Well, I think that does it for us here tonight on Talking Paranormal. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week right here on the world's best worst paranormal podcast, Talking Paranormal. <laughs> Thousand percent, maybe, guys. Thousand percent, maybe. Remember, anything's possible. And of course, if you're out in the woods looking for Bigfoot and you see a portal in the middle of your path, the last, the very last thing you should even think about doing is sticking any appendage through that portal to see what's on the other side, especially your penis. (laughs) I don't know, man. The glory portal calls. (laughs) Have a nice night, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.